Hey guys, how you doing? It is Wednesday, March 16th, and look at me on a podcast roll of sorts. Um, I used to podcast every time something sort of came to me, and I was going over the resume of a mentee recently, and it started to hit me like, I'm going to do a podcast on why you're not getting the job. Um, so many talented people, uh, so many opportunities and there's just some things that may be happening. You ever wonder like, I wonder why they didn't call me back. Was it something I said? Was it something I did? Um, is there anything that I can do to put myself sort of, um, out there as a front runner? So I am going to go through some tips that you may or may not have thought about. Um, I'm going to try to stay away from all the basic things that you can likely find online. Um, but before I get into it, housekeeping, you know, you love this part. Uh, com is the website. Uh, the journals are alive and well. I do appreciate everybody who always supports with those. Um, first journal teaches you my actual method and the this is my year journal teaches you how I pretty much sort of like reset myself every so often. And um, I'm definitely in a resetting phase. I've got a few months from my birthday. So what is it? Two months out. Uh, so I'm sure that I will be doing a sort of cleanse of sorts. But mytouchy.com is the site. Also, if you ever want to ask me any questions, um, you can do it on my Ask FM or on my mytouchy site. Uh, I'm thinking about it. And I just thought about this today that I might do a special email address which lets you um get some longer questions out there like to be more detailed because sometimes I'm like people ask me a question and I'm like there's just not enough info here so food for thought stay tuned I'll likely do that um but without further ado I'm going to get into my very own um sort of why you may not be getting the job um, the basics like grammar, misspellings, you know, I don't even, these are all things that you really have to be aware about if you are actually looking for a job. And I know it's so easy to kind of be quick and to be sort of lazy about it, but you have to remember that you are not solely applying for this job. You are in a sea of other people. So, how do you stand out um, in a sea of applicants? And if your grammar is incorrect, if you have misspellings, and I'm not saying that sometimes these things don't happen, and I, I tend to be a little flexible with that, but not too much because um, this is the time when you just have to get it right. You have to have people's names spell correctly. You have to have their company name spell correctly. So you need to go and check um, exactly how it's written. So if there are certain capital letters, if there are hyphens, like you have to get it right. Um, right. Sure. We're going to get into cover letters and resumes and thank you cards and all that stuff, but have somebody else look at, look at this all the way through because sometimes our eyes are just so used to our writing and like the style or just our handwriting and it doesn't pick up our errors and mistakes have one or two people look at whatever you write if you really do want this job um so that's just like the super basic stuff that you can find in any book on any website that like should go without saying but doesn't always 
Um, another thing that you probably aren't doing is your online presence isn't selling you. Um, just about everybody today is going to Google applicants. Like that pretty much goes without saying. If you apply for a job and someone is actually considering you, I can guarantee you that they are going to Google your name and see if you have a Twitter, if you have an Instagram. Um, a lot of people use LinkedIn. I have one, but I just, I don't know. LinkedIn's not my thing, but I do know that people do get jobs that way. But they're going to look at your Tumblr, like whatever comes up. You need to be aware of whatever comes up when your name is Google, Googled. And if all you do is kind of like comment on love and hip hop or, you know, post memes that are just kind of like, you know, things that don't sell you. I'm not saying that you can't show your personality and occasionally occasionally have a funny thing because you can always tell when someone's stuff is too scripted or too perfect and nobody's looking for that but your online presence should be selling you so we'll take me for instance because I'm easy to chat about um if I were applying for a job if you go to my Instagram, you can sort of tell based on my personality how I am. So um, I think it kind of gives off of that I can be a little bit aggressive. Um, and that may not work for some people, but that's not the job that I would be looking for. So for the right company um, that's looking for the right person that's looking for me, um, you know, I share some of my tweets. Um, it shows that I'm like driven. Uh, I, I try to be inspirational and motivate. It shows that I travel. It shows that I have friends. It shows that I don't mind um, uplifting women. And if you go to my Twitter, you'll see the things that I retweet are like articles. Um, I read the Atlantic. So what do you want people to know about you? And your online presence should be selling you. So if you're going into fashion and you don't ever post anything about fashion, like how will I know you're into fashion? If you want to be in beauty and you never post lipsticks or eyeshadows or anything, like no one's going to believe you. So be aware of that. Um, another thing that you may be doing is applying for something for which you don't necessarily qualify um, or have the experience and don't know how to show relevant experience and um, I'm certain that there are tips and tricks on this in books um, I have some stuff that I want to chat about at the end because I think this is where um, if you win all these other touch points um, and I think something that really helps if you are struggling with the qualifications and experience are to provide um, references on the spot so when I first was looking for a job way, way back in the day, and I didn't have a ton of experience, um, I, when I went in for an interview, I had a sheet of contacts with their phone numbers and email addresses. And you obviously want to make these people aware, but let, and put their company, their company and their job title. So I had some really good contacts and sometimes you may not have worked with these per people per se, but these people can vouch for you. So maybe this is a place that you, maybe you get and try to go with the highest title you possibly can. And, um, you want to obviously let them know, but if, if I can find out that, like, I think on mine, I had, um, like the, VP of a company that I had interned with I had worked at Unilever and I had Robin down like 
people who will vouch for you. And I think Robin went on to work for like uh, Elizabeth Arden and all these other things. And it's just like sexy companies, sexy titles um, with their information. Do not say references available. Uh, what is it? available? Whatever you guys say on there. I forget what it is because I haven't applied in so long, but um, available, available upon request. Like, don't do that. Um, give them out on the spot so that you can show that like people will vouch for me. Um, that is something that you can do. And another thing that I did, uh, and this is just taking it another step further because I tend to be an extra miler is I had letters of references, um, from them already on the company letterhead. So if I was leaving an internship, I would ask for, you know, 30 copies or 40 copies of a, a recommendation on the letterhead. And if you get down to the to the end of it and you have to photocopy it, they still can figure this out by sending an email. But I had, you know, on the actual um, stationery of Calvin Klein of, Co- of Coco Represents, which is no longer a company, but I worked there, um, people talking, uh, saying great things about me. And another tip, because now I'm getting all deep into the tips, if you want somebody to write a letter of recommendation for you, just write it yourself. Just because people writing recommendation for someone off, you know, off the cuff is just so hard. But if you just say, hey, if someone agrees to write a letter of recommendation for you, you can say, um, if you'd like, I have a sort of template already in place and you are welcome to sort of update it, update it and edit it to your liking and people will just appreciate that and you have a better chance of getting it back quickly. So um, that is something that you definitely want to think about. I do not like it when people say, can you write me a letter of recommendation? And I'm like, well, who is it to? Um, What are you trying to get? You know, if tell me, write, spell it out for the person so that you get exactly what you need. Um, Another thing is that I feel like you're not getting the job because you're not looking for the jobs in the right place. So if you're going to um, some sort of job site, you likely aren't going to find anything because a lot of companies don't post publicly post their jobs. So one thing that I think that you can do is call the company and ask if they have any private listings, like a private listing site. And if not, um, where you can find out about jobs at this company and where you can send your resume. So I totally don't mind if people do that. Um, a lot of companies just don't show their jobs because they don't want for someone to know that they're getting fired. Like they may be looking for a replacement while somebody is still employed. There are a host of reasons why people may not do this. And we all know that like most jobs get filled by someone, um, that's, either already employed or by a recommendation of a friend. So I always say this, I spoke at the um, Starbucks 100,000 opportunities uh, last year in Chicago, and they hired about like 1800 or 2200 kids on the spot. And so many like 18 and 19 and 20 year olds were trying to network with me. And I was like, I am not your greatest resource in this room right now. If 1800 of your peers or 2200 of your peers just got jobs today 
those are the people that are going to help you also get a job. Your friend who has a job somewhere can help you get a job there too. So if your friend is doing great work, if you, if you have any friends that are excelling at their companies, um, don't be afraid to let your friends or your social circle know that you're looking same for like dating, like let people know that you're looking so that, you know, you get put in the pot first because people would so much rather, um, hire someone that somebody else already has some sort of rapport with. So think about that. Um, and if you want to take a little bit of a lengthier approach to getting a job somewhere, which I don't think is a bad idea, go to some events that the company does and establish a connection with someone who hires or someone who's close to the person who hires. So if there's a place that you want to work, everybody for the most part has some sort of event, show up, be seen, help out, volunteer, um, the best way to show people what you can do is to kind of volunteer your time um, and show them in advance. Um, so I'm going to tell you about how I got my first, um, how I got an internship, a really great internship and my very first job out of college. Like my, I got a couple of good jobs, but I'm going to tell you, I got every job that I've gotten, I've gotten in an untraditional way. So I'm going to, share some of this um okay now I made notes on this but it looks like I got a little bit confused sorry um so the first thing that you want to do is make sure that you read articles recent articles about the company that you are applying for this is going to be helpful in the cover letter and it's also going to be helpful in the interview, because whenever they ask that dreaded question, like, do you have any questions for me? You can mention that article um, and ask something in regards to that. I saw that you guys came out with the XYZ just a few months ago. How's that doing? And what are your plans for the next one? Things like that. Like that says I'm invested. I'm smart. I do homework. Like those are the kinds of questions that you can ask and not feel stumped when that comes around. Um, you uh, also need to keep in mind, like, okay, I'm going to talk about the the sort of process. And I apologize for going. I have so much to say, so many things that I want to share with you um, that my organization is jacking me up. But another thing that I'll just say is that, like, your cover letter says nothing about what you can do for the company. This is my biggest pet peeve y'all and I see this all the time and I see this with the girls that I mentor because I'm like send me your cover letter because I want to look at it and the cover letter basically is just repeating the resume and you you can use the cover letter to talk about your journey so you know the first paragraph is like something compelling that allows me to get to know you you know something that lets me know why you are interested in this field um why you're passionate about this that or the other you know health or whatever you're applying for your first graph is going to let me know um sort of who you are your second graph is where you tell me what you believe that you can do and what you bring to the table so many people will write a cover letter to me or write to me telling me what they hope to get from me in this job and I'm like no 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 
We already know. I already know what I'm going to be able to give to you. I already know that. But what I don't know is what you can do for me. And that is what you need to sell me on. You need to sell me on what you bring to the table. And the last graph, I don't think that you need more than three paragraphs. The last paragraph is how is where you sort of marry the two paragraphs, you know, where you, you basically restate um, what you said. So, you know, tying in your journey, tying in what you believe you can do and the final push to sell yourself doesn't have to be long, but it's just your final selling point. Um, another thing that I'll say is that your resume has a bunch of jobs on it that no one even knows what they are. Like you're going to have to describe your company sometimes. So if you didn't work at really recognizably named companies, um, it's like sometimes I see things like, and what is this? Is it a boutique? Is it a club? So I think that underneath the company name, if you know it's not recognizable, take three words in small font and sort of like italicize it and describe it in three words. Um, health food, online health food store, something like that. You get what I'm saying? Like, help me understand where you worked because if I have to like Google it and try to figure out what it is, I'm, and I'm reading through a bunch of resumes, like I may not, um, I may not look at it. So this is something that, you know, I think that you should focus on. Um, another thing that you want to do is Use words that are relevant to the industry that also show that you are results oriented versus task oriented. And there is a common um, useful tool that you can find online. It's called PAR, P-A-R, Problem Action Results. So use your resume to show where there was a problem in the company, the action that you took, and the results that happened um, because of that. And when you do that, something else that I want to make sure that you do is quantify your accomplishments as often as you can. Put a number on as many things as you can. And don't, I mean, you don't have to like pepper the whole resume with it, but like you should have places like, did you increase the social media by a certain number? Um, did you implement a system that shortened production time by X amount of minutes or X amount of days? Like I need some numbers because I want to be able to quantify. I want to know what you did because so many people just have the emptiest resumes and showing me that you, you are results oriented is going to get me to give you a call back. Um, and you have to, this is kind of like, wow, I don't know. I can't believe I have this so low, but like, you have to have something already thought out when someone says, so tell me about yourself. Um, I'll never forget the first sort of full-time job interview that I got. And that was the first thing that the boss said to me. So I had interviewed at what was like the number one entertainment PR company um, in the U.S. at the time. And my boss had launched like American Idol. And she was just so busy with all these different music acts that I kind of got passed through to have an interview with her. So it was like someone in her office met with me first. And then I, I'm certain that like once they deemed that I was like appropriate, then they forwarded me on to her and she was the VP and she was looking for an assistant. But I remember in that interview, I had physical clips of things that I had achieved. So I had showed them how I had pitched something to a magazine and how I had gotten coverage for it. And like you, I came with proof that I was bad. Like 
Like anything that was on my resume, I had some tangible something to show you um, that I did. And if you can do that, you should do that. So um, you want to make sure that you know your resume inside and out. Like you have to know it. And so many people kind of like write out these long resumes and then they don't, they're not even aware of what all they said and what you have to have pretty much memorized your resume and you should keep a copy with you, but you should know every single thing on it, which is why you need to be honest and keep it simple because you don't want to seem flustered um, at all. And an example is just like, you'll, you can say something like, if you take a look at, so this is me telling you how to answer that question of, tell me about yourself. This is me. If you take it my, re- if you take a look at my resume, you'll see that I graduated four years ago, um, while in college or two years ago, while in college, I discovered my passion and change majors. You know, this is while in college, I discovered my passion. You know, I originally started off as a business major. And after three years, I decided that, you know, I was interested, interested in something that was more creative, like use this time to, uh, sort of beautifully t- walk someone through your resume you know take that time to really tell a colorful story about who you are do not let someone say tell me about yourself and you don't have a a banging story for them because you can rehearse this a hundred times before that and I had my story rehearsed if you take a look at my resume, you'll see that I, you, you see what I'm saying? And you discovered your passion and all of this stuff. I was also president of this and that, like show these things and how, like show how you got to every point in your resume, like weave it together and tell the story, you know, from there, I went into an internship that I believed shaped my life. You see what I'm saying? Um, I remember telling her the summer before I graduated essence, Um, which is owned by Time Inc. and the CEW, which is the Cosmetic Executive Women, sponsored me, meaning they paid my rent and first two weeks of transportation for the first ever Summer of Beauty paid internship at Unilever in New York. So do you see how I just laid all of that out? What I said to her was that I was selected um, by a very well-known company, uh, to to get a job that was paid but they believed in me so much that they paid my rent for 12 weeks and my first two weeks of transportation until I got a paycheck um it was the first ever so I was um they selected me to be a part of something that had never been done before so the summer of beauty paid internship at Unilever in New York I lived in Los Angeles at the time so it said I've spent some time outside of California and outside of Los Angeles so these are the things that I'm hoping to communicate as I'm telling her about myself. Um, and then I talked to her about the two projects that I was most proud of uh, while I was doing this internship. One project that I was that I was really proud of is the style guide that I created for Calvin Klein representatives at the makeup counter um, back in the day. Calvin Klein had a makeup counter. You probably don't remember that, but they did. And I was tasked to put together a sort of uh style guide of what they should wear um to sell the makeup and the other was to determine whether or not a six ounce shower gel should be created for the german market based on researching purchase trends competitors etc so 
I'm telling her about myself laying out like I'm trying to weave the perfect story y'all and I and I and I did because I got the job and I you know I took some time and when I told her about those two projects that I worked on you know I had proof I had my picture so the style guide I had scanned for her to take a look at and I also had the research that I had done on the German market I had like a just like maybe four pages of the brief just to show that I do this you see what I'm saying and so I think I was only like 24 years old at the time that I did this and I don't know where I got this from but I was like I'm getting a job by any means necessary so she looks at me and she's like, oh, really? So now when you're doing this kind of stuff, you know, for the German market based on researching purchase trends and competitors, eyebrows are going up. And she's like, oh, really? And I'm like, yes, what I loved most about the assignment was, and this is where you start to speak to the fact that you enjoy working on teams, whether you do or not, that's what you say. What I love most about this was the collaboration that I have with my teammates, you know, working with my boss um, to blah, blah, blah. You know, it's been so long. I, I don't even know, but you get what I'm saying. And then you take the time, you can go, what surprised me most about my findings were, um, because you are a curious person and you want to show that. So uh, don't hesitate to like really, really deep dive, you know, um, what did I wear? I was not so clear of like all the different ways that you can dress for an interview. So I kept it simple. I'm, I always say when in doubt, keep it simple. I wore a navy blue skirt suit, you know. I felt like a skirt was, because I was dressed so boring that a skirt was at least, you know, sort of soften me up and make me a little feminine. So I wore a navy blue skirt suit with just a plain cream shell underneath and some really nice pearl earrings and I wore my hair back and I did like just really nice makeup. Uh, and that's just what I did. And you don't really have to do that anymore. But I, I always say like, if you aren't sure, get a uniform, get something that you just always wear that always works. You know, I felt like Navy was a little more creative than just black, but you know, there's so many options and you want to dress for the industry. You know, if you're going to get a job that's in a gym or sports oriented, I don't know that a Navy suit is the best, but like I said, if you don't know, keep it simple. Nobody typically gets mad at you for being uh, dressed up. It's respectful. Um, so I then listen when someone tells you more about the job. So you should have already researched the, the job listing and just go ahead and print out a copy of that as well. Print a copy of the job listing and have it in front of you because that will also help you with the, do you have any questions? Question, you know, pull that out and say, well, um, the job description mentions this. And like, if they didn't mention something in the interview, bring that up, you know, it says, you know, there's 30% of travel. What does that travel entail? The job says, blah, blah, blah. What exactly does that mean? You know, can you expound on that for me? So make sure that you print that out. Um, and when someone tells you sort of what additional things that they're looking for, uh, you want to repeat those things back to them, not like a robot, not like a robot, but by 
comparing them to things that you've done and letting them know that you definitely feel like you can do this based on some things. Refer back to your resume. Oh, I'm definitely able to, you know, I'm definitely able to do this, this and that. In fact, when I was at blah, 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 um, you'll see that I X, Y, Z, like have it together. Um, and I had already assisted executives, um, at prior internships, which were listed on my resume. And so it was like, I had some experience assisting someone. And so, you know, there were things that just didn't bother me and things that I actually knew. So at this interview for the job that I got at the end, she, I think she was really impressed with me, like with my confidence and how everything flowed. Her final question to me was, but can you write and um, I responded with, yes, in fact, my senior thesis was selected by the dean of my department to be published by the International Textile and Apparel Association for Academic Research. Um, the paper is available per- for purchase and can be found by Googling my name. And so I double checked that uh, the other night when I wrote these notes for this and it's still up and it was um, 2004 four is when they published it and it was a body satisfaction of Asian African American and Caucasian students that I did with my college roommate at the time and we did it with our uh, the dean of our department so took you through that and I apologize for the looseness of it like um I wish I could have laid that out better but I had so many things that I wanted to tell you but I want to get into the follow-up because I feel like this is where a lot of people still drop the ball so um, if you've ever wondered how should I follow up, just go ahead and take my advice on this, please. So the first thing I did was I emailed a thank you within two hours of the interview. It was short and simple, but I was clear to thank her for the time. You always want to thank someone for their time, okay? Like, People are busy. People took the time to chat with you and you want to make sure that you're very clear about that. Hello, Lisa. Um, It was such a pleasure speaking with you this afternoon. Um, I'm really thrilled at the idea of working with you and the gap or whoever. Um, It was, you know, I learned so much you know, I learned so much more at the interview, blah, blah, blah. I mean, you know what to say. And if you don't send me a ask FM and I'll give you some more tips. Um, but you want to make sure that you send, you know, a good four to five sentence. Thank you within two hours of the interview. Um, and it should be genuine. It should not be scripted. It should reference something that you guys spoke about. Um, you just don't want to be little miss template, you know, because everybody could smell a template a mile away. The next thing I did was overnighted a physical thank you card. So I did not put it in regular snail mail. I wanted to put it in like a FedEx or a UPS so that, um, came in a much larger envelope than the small envelope that I was sending. I want to stand out. I do not want my car to get lost in all of your mail. I want for somebody to sign for this so that I know that you got it. Um, I think that you should do both because if she was out and she was not going to get her mail, she got the email. And if she didn't see the email immediately or didn't open it, the card was back up if they were on the fence about you. So if you are running neck and neck with someone for this job, 
you do this and it's like you separate yourself because most people won't do that um so I interviewed for the job that I've kind of talked to you through on Friday and I was offered the job that Monday and like I believe like my illustrious career began I believe that that job working for um Devorah at the time um, has helped me be the woman that I am today. And because she just invested in me in a way that no one else did. Um, she made sure that I was constantly exposed. Um, and I had no ego about the job. So I went into the job, I got offered $26,000 to start. And that's not a lot today. It wasn't a lot then. And I was living in Los Angeles, but my attitude about it was I could, be spending money going to graduate school or I can accept low pay for the access and the exposure of what I am going to learn from this woman. And so that is how I looked at it. So a lot of times when people write me and they're like, so-and-so is not paying me my worth. I'm just like, sometimes there's a trade-off and I, I promise you for whatever money I missed when I was young I have definitely made it back you know like I'm not I'm serious like I definitely have and when you're younger and you don't have what they call golden handcuffs meaning like brand new car brand new this brand new that like do it you know so if you're on the fence about whether or not you should take a low-paying high a low-paying high exposure experience and access job like let me tell you right now to take it um Another thing that I think that you should do for the follow-up is either ask for their card or if they give you their card, um, show that you like want to be connected to them. So say, you know, if they hand you their card and say, call me, do it, you know, they aren't just saying that. And so I've had someone who now works for me, I talked to her, I hired her, but I was like, do you want to the one thing that I would like, if I had to like critique your um, interview, what I would say, I was like, I handed you my card and told you to uh, contact me and you didn't do it. And it's just like, you have to do it. You know, don't be afraid to contact people because that is where people are going to be able to see if you are like aggressive and if you are not afraid. And so use it as an opportunity. Um, I already told you to give references with good job titles, with phone numbers and emails at the interview. Um, do every single thing that you can to not get knocked out of the opportunity for this job. So I hope that that helps you guys. I do apologize for the fact that it was scattered, but I got so excited about this um, as I was going, as I was like reading a mentee's resume that I was like, oh my God, I have to share some of these tips with my um, my Insta friends. I, I want to call you all my girls, but I know that I have more than um, women that listen to me. And so I thank you for supporting me as always. And um, good luck on your job interview. I hope this helps you. And if you get the job, tweet me.